Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another episode of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. I'm coming from the basement. Summer's, it's not over, but it feels over for some damn reason. Hold on, people. I haven't gotten a coffee sip in for a few episodes. I come to realize that I know how much people love it. Doesn't it? That's what's fucked up with my humor. That's like rubs people the wrong way. I find annoying things funny as shit. Like when I've got a guest on, um, Sophia, I'm not going to bring her in yet. But like when Lucian was walking around the camp area with a megaphone talking like he was a pilot that was freaking a lot of people out. I thought it was funny as hell, and I kept encouraging it, and people didn't like that, but whatever. Um, it's been a weird week. I um, <laughs> Monday, my job I've had for uh, since before my accident after, like, we kind of parted ways. Um, a few things happened, and I finally just lost it. I, I <laughs> Everybody knows I'm a pretty cool-tempered person, but, like, uh, I just had some situations I Knew we're never going to get resolved, so we just decided I was going to finish my career up there. So, yeah, that's that's all I'll say about that. That's why I made a post about, like, I got a few ideas. I'll probably stay in Minnesota, but, like, I got a few places in and a pipe dream I might relocate to. But, like, that's why I posted what I did on Facebook. Um, Yeah, mopeds. Mopeds are freaking rad. I just, I absolutely love them. I, for the people who didn't listen on the special episode, I did go on a scooter ride and this guy who was leading it, and I get it, like there's some moped people where there's no fucks given and they're just like, follow me and keep up. And then there's some that are like the scooter people that are like, you got to be side by side, but you got to be staggered and we're not going to run lights and blah, blah, blah. And then like they see moped people, can you keep up? And I'm like, well, can you keep up with me? Well, and they didn't know how to say it, and I was fucking with them because I was just, I, I, you know, I can build a decently quick hobbit, and I was keeping up with them, and they're like, uh, but, you know, of course, it's air-cooled kit, so it's going to get warm, and it's a DR kit, and I'm ready to seize it at any moment. Um, gotta love that shit, but yeah, I've been get, just riding, riding, riding. It's uh, getting, I might end up taking off somewhere to go ride here this week uh i almost thought about going to chicago for their tuesday ride just make a drop-in cameo appearance i might still do that yet this year um but just with our schedules i wanted to have this person on a little earlier but you know shit happens and um i've known of her for a while and i actually bought a jacket off her about a year ago because i thought it was funny and there's another reason why i think it's funny but i'll I digress and I kept on seeing this thing about the goat heads rail I kept seeing it and like everybody knows like it was just a last minute knee-jerk reaction for me to go and I'm when I go places especially new places like I will interact quickly with a few people and then I'll back off and kind of observe and it's just what a way I've always been you know and I saw one person doing a lot of work (laughs) About on the, I thought like a few times about on the verge of a freak out. So I, I calmly just kept on saying, Sophia, you're doing a great job. Which she did. And it was rad. And I saw how much work she uh, put into the Goatheads rally. And I got to give you a big thumbs up. 
for the rally bag or the little tote things you gave us. Those things are pretty rad. I still got Jake some money. Jake, next time you see me, remind me to get you your shirt and all that stuff. It's still in my Forrester. Um, but yeah, I just want to have my guests introduce herself. Why don't you come on and tell the fine folks who you are and where you're from? Oh, dang. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Sophia. I'm from Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm a goat head. Um, yeah, thank you for all of your kind words about my rally planning. <laughs> it was, you did a good job. Food and like, you know, there's a hiccup here or there, but fuck, it's a rally. That's what happens. Um, so, Sophia, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys. What happened? I.e. the very first time they saw a moped. It's like getting on, smile ride, kind of middle part, and what it's like today. So, Sophia, what is your very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but like the first time you can conceptually remember that's a moped. Uh, well, yeah. So, the person who got me into mopeds was actually Chris Goathead. Um, we had been working together for a while. And at the time, I think the, his Magnum was his only form of transportation. Nice. Um, and it got backed over in a parking lot at work and like dragged through the lot. A bunch of stuff got popped up on it. And he was, you know, obviously super upset about it, but was yeah. also like, man like that was my only form of transportation so I started giving him rides and stuff for a while in my car um and he was at one point he was like well so my buddy just hit me up and he's got a shed full of moped shit that his wife doesn't want to keep around anymore because they're not really like active in in that scene anymore and he wants to just give it to us for pretty cheap there's a whole bunch of extra stuff in there. Do you have any interest in maybe building a moped? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. I had never ridden one. I knew like nothing about it. Um, and what year is this? Everybody knows I love my timelines. This was like five-ish years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so started getting parts and he was basically like if you want to if you want to get into mopeds then you got to build one from the ground up you got to understand how it works mm -hmm. you got to see you know what what it takes and so um that's what i did started started building treats orders whenever i got paid um box by box slowly mm -hmm. assembled uh, my first bike which was a super frankensteined out um maxi that the gas tank was just like totally fucked and nice. rusty um and so we decided rather than we tried to vinegar treat it like five different times or something finally just decided to uh, i'm gonna uh, call something tank. out I hate vinegar treatments. I can never get them to work or the shit. I just can't do it. The thing Eric from QCB turned me on to was um, Evaporust. You can get it either. That, that stuff is the greatest stuff ever for cleaning out tanks. Um, 
you can leave it in there for a while and it doesn't it never fucked up any of the tanks i used it on and then like you just rinse it i just rinse it out and then just two stroke oil and like no flash rust like i had i and i did a test here a while ago on a really shitty hobbit tank cleaned it up perfectly and like so i can't speak enough i mean i'm not saying you don't need to seal coat them or anything like that afterwards but like for getting that flash rust out i'm such a fan of evaporust and if you a little trick i did i needed it like now and but i didn't want to pay the you can get a harbor freight i didn't want to pay the extra money so I actually ordered some on Amazon, went and bought it at Harbor Freight, and then returned the stuff from Amazon to Harbor Freight, and it saved like five bucks a gallon. It was great. Hang so, on one second. I'm getting a knock at the door. I'll be right uh-oh. back. This is live podcasting at its finest people, and I'm trying to actually plug in my computer as we speak. So we are going to probably do some editing at this point, and I'm going to clap. Sorry warehouse neighbor needed something ah okay well so i just wanted my rant about uh all i want to say is poor 15 that's not it uh i went on my rant about evaporus so you couldn't get you tried you tried the vinegar trick a few times to your maxi and then you just before i interrupted you said something you're just top tanked it yeah so we actually just uh we had this, we have access to a lot of like scrap from work and stuff. Chris does a lot in the metal shop and um, there was this like spare piece of square stock. So uh-huh. we ordered a, I can't even remember what kind of a tank it is. Maybe a, some kind of a Honda like motorcycle tank, tiny one. And he just like sandwiched this piece of square stock in between my seat post and the, and the forks. And uh, we rigged up this little top tank situation um, so that I could just use that frame. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, I mean, I rode that bike for a few years before like the rust started to eat through the frame. Um, mm-hmm. So finally had to, had to retire that one sadly, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was my, my first like, build project and while we were doing that another friend of his or maybe it was the same guy I don't know I can't even remember how we got this but we got a Tomos um just this little kind of funky I think it's a bullet um and it had like weird handlebar situation was all like sort of fucked up and Somebody tried to customize it and they just kept every move they made was the wrong one. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was totally fine though. Like it was cool. Like it ran and stuff. And so that was when Chris was like, all right, you want to like learn to ride. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hadn't even been on a bicycle in years. So getting on the moped for the first time was really intimidating, but I was super stoked. And we would just do like, little basically like obstacle course we'd we'd do different neighborhoods just kind of back and forth and like get get my kind of moped legs going um is this in santa fe then yeah okay yeah in some of the like back neighborhoods and shit everywhere we go there's like fucked up pavement and stuff so i i kind of learned to ride with like a lot of potholes and like yeah bumps and stuff as a as 
kind of guides but um that's yeah. what was kind of terrifying me the first night like friday nights at any rally spot like i I'll always go on the ride but i'm like super vigilant i'm like okay all these assholes know the fucking road but i don't so i'm just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna see what happens see if i don't blow up my kit yeah rock and roll yeah well in that friday ride too like that that route that that road is particularly fucked up like yeah up at the top of the hill yeah it's gnarly that's one of our that's kind of our like gauntlet road that we'll try to do as quick as we can like without fucking up yeah yeah no it was funny because like all, all of us midwest boys our shit wasn't right like i know galati and koi pond uh i forget god damn i met him just once like it was just kind of send it so it was it was still a fun friday night ride um, but we'll get into the rally a little bit later. So you you have that maxi. You're kind of riding around the back area of Santa Fe. Are you Santa Fe native, or did you happen to move there at some point? Or no, I yeah, I've been. I was born here. Um, I've lived. Santa here Fe Mexico. just seems like a place like Florida. Nobody's born there, but that's the thing. I'm I'm one of the rare ones. There aren't a whole lot of us around. Most people move away as soon as they like get out of school. Mm -hmm. um yeah i know almost like nobody that my age around here um but yeah i i know a lot of people from texas <laughs> a lot of people from portland um yeah people definitely get out and then come back a lot mm -hmm. you get a lot of people who, who were born here and then leave and then come back and then leave and then come back um but a lot of the folks who stay are folks who, who weren't originally from here yeah yeah um so you get riding around a bit uh it's just you and chris riding mopeds at this point or like are you guys forming um, a little bit of a scene or yeah it was just me and chris for a long time um once so we had been building my maxi project and i had been riding that that tomos with chris on his on his rebuilt magnum a lot and uh his roommate at the house that he was living in at the time started sort of just hanging out with us while we were wrenching and uh started to get interested and so it was really the three of us for a while um his name is sam we actually dated for a little while but um and he he wasn't around for the rally but he's got a bike here it's right on fun, right there we um, sh we shuffled it around probably at one point or another during yeah, the weekend totally he brought it over at one point in case anyone wanted to use it for a loner but nobody wound up doing that which is probably good because right after the rally i took it on a ride and it blew up so <laughs> i should have rode it because i've been breaking bikes at other people's bikes at rallies lately so cut that um because i fucking henry did it. uh that's 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 awesome. Uh, I always say that when I try to transition for some damn reason. Um, so you're you're starting to form a little bit of a scene. Like, when are you starting to get comfortable enough to like even think about going somewhere else to ride? Because like Santa Fe is pretty remote. I mean, for the entire everything. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, we we got pretty adventurous as far as just like you know how far out of town we could take our bikes how long we would try to do 40 plus mile rides and uh yeah. there were a couple of us who were sort of getting into the scene 
our friend Matt was into it for a while. And, um, and there were a couple of other, you know, mostly our friends from work who were interested. Um, there was a friend of mine that I had known in high school who I didn't even know knew Chris who had a moped and, and he, he rode with us for a while. Um, but it was mostly Chris and I like, um, and we started talking about making a club and it was Chris and I were the only ones who were really like serious about that kind of deal Mm -hmm. at the time. And, uh, started throwing names around and one day I, I walked into the garage and Chris was like how about the goat heads because <laughs> they'll fill your tires but also you know goat horns <laughs> rad as fuck um and so I was totally down like, right away and yeah, yeah. pretty soon after that he made like our Instagram Um, so some of those first posts are like me starting my maxi project for the first time and stuff like that. Um, and soon after that, we got, uh, an invitation from the puddle cutters to come to the national rally. And that was when I was like, all right, I guess I'm in this now. Mm -hmm. Chris like stayed up all night making our cuts with the the (laughs) special little uh he like machine sewed the whole like thing that's that that indigenous man that's that's so (laughs) awesome yeah he's he fucking rules he's so talented um so skilled super nice guy super just chill and nice and chill yeah he's a he's a real treasure of a human um and we uh by that point sam had moved back to Idaho for a while to live with his family and we were like all right we're gonna drive our bikes up to Portland I guess we'll stop in Idaho and stay the night so we uh we stopped in Moab and Boise on our way up to Portland and that was that was my first out-of-state rally and that was the first time I'd ridden anywhere else but Santa Fe yeah 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 now do you I heard a little I heard you a little had a little mishap um up at the cutters rally you want you want to talk about that at all sure i mean it was actually the day after the rally had officially ended Mm -hmm. we uh chris and i had camped in kyle cutters yard for -hmm. the whole thing and that was also where we met jack um and terry dean yeah and we had gotten kind of close with terry and had just started spending all of our time with uh, like him and Todd and Hales and towards the end of that. And the, the morning before we were supposed to leave to um, actually go out to a different part of Oregon to visit Chris's family. Um, I was leading us to get breakfast at this place that became our favorite place, which is called fried egg. I'm in love. <laughs> which is like a fried egg specialty yeah. restaurant that started as a food cart. And um, I had all the instructions for like the roads and the turns written down on my hand. So I was riding oh. with one glove and like <laughs> checking my hand um, to do all these turns. And it was just me and, and Chris and Terry. And uh, we took this left turn through a light 
pretty like slow and easy, like nothing fancy. And there was this 7-Eleven on the corner and there was this weird like plastic, no friction, like gridding that they use in like the backs of trucks for for shipping and shit. Mm -hmm. And it was all over the, the street. Oh no. And me being me, I wasn't paying super great attention because I was also checking to make sure that we were on the right street and everything. I saw it at the last second and I tried to veer out of the way, but just this like tiny corner caught my front wheel and the whole bike just like flew out to the side. And I just remembered this voice in my head, like yelling at me to just go limp. So I just kind of ragdolled and I slid on the pavement for like eight feet on my knees, my uh, like palms and my face. But mm-hmm. I had my full face helmet with the, the like, the, you know, the visor and the chin thing. I will always, I will go to the grave, like yelling at people to wear a proper full face helmet because I almost lost my face on that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't recommend it. That's, um, that's gnarly when you uh, go over, go down on a full face helmet and you yeah. just kind of glide a little bit on that full face. You're like, yeah, I, that's I a thing. The pavement go by just yeah. like a couple inches from my nose. It's like, Uh-oh. I can't believe that this is happening. When I slid to a stop, finally, I was aware of my knees feeling like they were on fire. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like flopped over to the side. Chris and Terry were like instantly right up. Let's hold on one second. We're having a little bit of an internet issue, and I'm going to hit pause. Um, yeah, so I, I slid on my knees and my face and just, like, watched the pavement go by, which was really scary. And yeah. um, when I stopped, I realized that my knees felt like they were on fire. It was like the craziest sensation. I've never broken a bone before or anything. So it was I like... break dumb bones, like bones <laughs> you shouldn't break, like skulls and femurs and stuff like that. Like I break oh. the stupid shit. Yeah. Actually, I have broken one. It was just the top digit of my ring finger. It got slammed <laughs> in the door once. That was that not That sucks because that you it, feel that for days. Like Oh, it was fucked. I had to have it in a splint and everything. Oh no. But um Yeah, so I I just sort of flopped over and Chris and Terry came like rushing up. They were so like freaked out. And Chris was especially freaked out because like he was the reason why I was there. And if Mm -hmm. I was hurt, then he felt responsible, which was, you know, pretty, pretty. um, Did you just tell Chris, no, Chris, I'm a terrible writer. (laughs) You're not responsible. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just sort of like, I was in total shock and Mm -hmm. The cars that had been right behind us at that light immediately like pulled in a way to like stop any further traffic from coming down the street, which was amazing. That's um, awesome. Terry was like picking up my bike from the side, the curb, and Chris was like, "Don't take your helmet off. Don't, don't like, fucking move. move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't move." And then out of nowhere, a fucking ambulance shows up because they were already they were just coming back from something that they had just gone to. Oh, and they Jesus. just happened to be right down the corner and saw the whole fucking thing. 
So they pulled up and all these EMTs got out and they were like checking like my knees and my, my ankles and my wrists and everything. And they like very gently pulled my helmet off and were checking my neck and stuff to make sure that I hadn't broken anything. Um, but they were also kind of like, it was kind of like a cursory, like, oh, you like dumb kids with your motorbikes, like, <laughs> you, you know. damn whippersnappers with your Zimas and your. <laughs> yeah, so they, they didn't really do like a super great job um, of like really checking me out. And, That's uh, awesome. They didn't really offer like. For our they they may have asked, like, if I wanted to like ride to the hospital, I was like, I can't afford a fucking ambulance ride like no way in hell am I like doing that like thanks but no thanks I appreciate you checking me out making sure that I haven't like broken a fucking vertebrae or something but I was in shock my my yeah um, you probably were for hours afterwards like oh yeah my knees were a little funky a little stiff and weird were you wearing shorts or no I was wearing jeans but good for you the uh the the jeans ripped where yeah. I slid just a little bit. I was kind of surprised. And Chris actually cut the hole open wider with his pocket knife because it was getting into like the one little scab that I had. And Chris said it being that superhero <laughs> we all love. Yeah. No, he, he was my fucking angel. That whole Now, thing. did he keep the same slow kind of quiet voice that Chris has? That's super oh, he was, and- he was such an angel. He he is. I love Chris. Like his like soothing dad voice is awesome. Like he treated me like precious cargo, and like he was doing anything that he could think of to t- take care of me. It was the first time that I'd ever seen Chris like in that state. Like we'd known each other for a few years, but mm-hmm. he's always been pretty like fiercely independent. He's like on his own track. I had never seen him really like in that like caretaking mode. It was really surprising to see. Um, but he, you know, he, like got me up on my feet. I was still kind of unsteady. He was like, he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want fucking fried eggs. So I got back on my bike and <laughs> I led the rest of the ride. Like I, it was just like a couple blocks away. So I got back on the bike and rode the rest of the way to the place. And then I was like, okay, I can't walk anymore. Oh, wow. yeah. um, and so we got breakfast. Terry rode his bike back to Kyle's and got his van that he had at the time mm-hmm. and came and got us. Um, and that was when I, I realized like something was seriously fucked in my knee. Okay. Um, and it kept getting worse till eventually Chris was like, I think we need to go to the ER. Yeah, yeah. So he took me to the ER and they also treated me kind of like a stupid kid with a motorbike and didn't really like do a very good job of like checking out my injuries. So I still like don't really know what I did to it. Is other it than still... you might have fucked up your meniscus if it's still painful like that's the painful one my understanding because i have fucked up my knees enough like your mcl and your acl your joints will just be loose and i'm not a doctor people so don't fucking take my word for this but like 
if your knee hurts a lot, that's going to be your meniscus and that you're yeah. kind of fucked. It was all swollen and weird, but there was like strangely no, like there was barely any broken skin. Like it didn't really mm-hmm. bruise at all. Um, Cause all the was bruising like, was internal. That's it, why. It, exactly. It was all inside and it was keeping it super stiff. And so I was actually on crutches for a few months after oh, wow. that. I went to a knee specialist when I got back to Santa Fe and they sent me to physical therapy. Like yeah. it took a long, I had a cane for a while. Terry Dean bought me a cane in a gas station. That and, I got uh, my cane from after my, after I got off a walker, I got my cane at an Aldi in Florida. So yeah. yeah. I think Chris also got me a cane from a gas station at some point. <laughs> like I had crutches and canes and, and um, yeah. And so we wound up, having to stay for a couple extra days on like I slept on Kyle's couch and Chris gave me like pain medication because they wouldn't give me anything other than ibuprofen yeah and I was like losing my shit and so I was pretty out of it for a few days the cutters were real nice and we like still we like spent some more time with them and with uh like Hillary and Chris wooly bully like Mm -hmm. great people super like the fucking sweetest people i adore them i have one like very uh hazy memory of sitting in a park somewhere in portland (laughs) and like lying in the grass with them like hanging out around and and um there was this weird incident where we went somewhere to eat and i was like definitely stoned too because i think (laughs) hales got me some edibles for like Mm -hmm. the pain and i was just fucking out of it and this this at one point, this dude who was at the restaurant came out with a pool stick and like broke the pool stick over his knee and whacked this like projector screen that they had been playing like a movie. It's I've got all these like that sounds like a combination of too many drugs, possibly <laughs> a slight brain injury. I'm not saying that wasn't, but like yeah (laughs) or it's a really great story and you could have just fucking sold it the whole time and never doubted yourself i mean i was definitely concussed but all of those things happened and you can you can fact check that oh yeah Um, but yeah it was it was a real weird time um eventually we realized that my knee i like i could barely bend my right leg Mm-hmm. I was not going to be able to drive my car back home from Portland. So we, uh, we went out to visit Chris's dad and sister and her family for a little bit. And then Terry Dean, beauty queen, the angel that he is, <laughs> was like, hey, I'll drive your car back to San Fe for yeah. you. See, that's the rumor I heard. Terry Dean drove you back and just has never left. Well, he drove my car back. I rode with Chris and, and he, yeah, he stayed. He, (laughs) he moved in with Chris. Um, He went back up to Oregon for like a month and got all his crap and moved down here. And he's been here ever since. Yeah. 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 Terry Dean's a rat, super nice, super chill, super rad guy. Um, so you said you're like crutches and cane bound for about four or so months. Like how long did it take you to get back on a moped then? And was your moped fucked up at all or? My moped, the only thing that was fucked up at all 
was that uh, when it when it flew out from under me, the handlebars, which were like a specific shape, um, crunched into the top tank, mm, and there's a yep. tiny little dent. Yep. That was it. Everything else was totally fine, and I got back on a moped as soon as I could pedal start it with my injured knee. Yeah, yeah. Um, good for you. Like I, that was. I was not gonna be <laughs> like <laughs> I was not gonna go down like that. I missed my moped every second that I couldn't that I couldn't be on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marie did that to me when I flew off a bike in Kansas City. She threw me on a stock. Vespa that's where um Mr. Mikey Provolone gave me like every I'm sure you got your nicknames around where you're at like that's where he dubbed me him Jenry so like I think that one's kind of sticking with some people I know Jason from Moped Monday who gave you guys a mountain lion uh defense team like he tried to he tried to dub me days for a bit and I'll throw I love my days of thunder don't get me wrong but I think I think the him Jenry might be sticking around for a bit um yeah yeah so you got riding again. Um, and then you guys, when it, what made you guys kind of decide to throw a rally? I mean, I know cause that was 2019 and I know right around 2020, you guys had planned to do one in the spring. Yeah. We, we were really inspired by the puddle cutters. We were like coasting on that post rally depression for yeah. a while and just being like, you know, that, that it, Rallies are like the quintessential, like. It's fucking Neverland, is what it is. Nobody exactly. wants to grow up, and like everybody they, just wants. You want to be in that community just forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you meet all of these wonderful people. You connect with them instantly. You have a fucking rad time together. You get to enjoy this like thing that you all are bonding over together. And you get to ride in some fucking incredible places. Like those rides that we did during the rally in Portland, I will never forget. Like there were some rides where we were like taillights as far as you could see in the front, headlights as far as you could see in the back, like hundred people deep or more like buzzing through a parking garage sounded like bees in your helmet. Just like- incredible and and we were both just like so stoked on it we came back and and we're trying to like explain it to our friends (laughs) who were like kind of new into the moped scene and they were definitely down for like the wrenching and the riding together here but they didn't totally get it and we were just like you guys though like the rallies though and so we thought it would be really fun to have like a 420 rally yeah yeah so we started planning that pretty like quickly and we had all these ideas about what we wanted to do. We were pretty deep in the planning. Um, and then 2020 turned into what it was and yeah, yeah. we didn't, we, it wasn't a very long conversation where yeah. shit started going South and we were like, we can't do yeah. this. We had already started like selling registration, like, selling shirts and packs and like getting people's names and like people had already started booking flights and shit and Mm -hmm. we just had to be like sorry refund like we're not we can't yeah yeah. um it wouldn't be responsible and but that that sort of like led to us feeling like we really needed to do it as soon as we could 
And it also seemed to impress upon people who had heard about it or had wanted to come, like this need to eventually come because mm -hmm. it was the rally that never happened. And I think that that sort of helped to fuel us to, uh, to get our shit together. Trust me, I, I would have much rather been talking about your guys' rally for the last two years than fucking Tampa. Like, don't get me wrong. Because um, I ha I did. I had a rad time out there uh, in the Santa Fe. Um, I still don't know what a San what the symbol is for. Like, every state's got kind of a little symbol. I still haven't figured out what New Mexico's is. Like, people were saying, because I was going to get a tattoo there. And people were like, chili peppers. I'm like, eh. But you know, I'll get I'll get one next time I'm out for a rally at your guys' place. Um, what made you? What was the reason you decided to do it on uh, Labor Day weekend? Then um, we really wanted to kind of take a leaf out of the Puddle Cutters book. Um, yep. They had had the the their rally was the four day weekend which we thought was just great because, you know, people could stay for as long as they wanted. Um, also the rally calendar was pretty light this Wide year. Wide open. Yep. And, um, you know, Labor Day is a good time to like, it's, it's still summer. You can have like lots of outdoor hangs, which we were, we were really wanting to prioritize for the, you know, the times that we live in, but also just because it's fucking beautiful in New Mexico in the late mm. summer outside. So we were like, we want to, we want to showcase this for folks. Mm -hmm. um, I had also been living in Denver for the past um, four months and I would be back by then. So it was a good time to do it because we had all of our plans from the previous year, just kind of sitting and waiting. And yeah, we yeah. just kind of had to, to pull the trigger on some of the more like logistical aspects and actually get it rolling. Um, we had also amassed more people to the club by that point. We had been hanging out for a while. There were a lot of folks who were, were in the process of building or rebuilding their bikes. And, and it just felt like a good time to be like, hey, this is, this is what it's about. This is yep. what it's for. Like, this is why we do this. And um I think it definitely impressed upon a lot of our friends who have been in this club with us for a while, but never gotten that experience with anyone else. Like to have that, that community moment um, was really like impactful and, and like galvanized their, their love of this hobby and community, which I feel just like so stoked about. No, it's a hundred percent with you on that. And it was really, it was, as west coast as i've been for any rally so like i knew nobody there until like 20 minutes before i left my place i just hit my instagram i saw uh mr fake moped army himself koi pond like saying something i'm like and then he was he did make a thing a race to santa fe with uh <laughs> him and me and galati and all those guys which it was nice seeing those guys those guys are and i tell people this all the time koi pond is the biggest shit disturber on Instagram, but the nicest guy you'll meet in person. Like love. They were all so nice. They yeah. were, they were nothing but chill. I, I was stoked to meet them. I had never met them before. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah. And also it was really cool. Like to see him like taking all of those really nice shots of everybody on their bike. That's what he does. During the rides. Like I had seen some of his work in the past and, and was like really stoked that he, that he did that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it shows how much fun. I was hanging out with Koi Pond because like I had some people like Jim, why aren't you in any photos? Cause I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, right I was by to... Koi Pond or I was kind of off doing my own thing a lot. Like I was yeah. just kind of, doing yeah because i was i did do a lot of santa fe exploring it was like i said i did get out on some roads that you guys didn't take us on like were pretty fucking red like i think it was called the city of gold or something like that some road north of santa fe and just absolutely beautiful i may have almost ran out of gas on that road too but yeah and uh you know there we had another ride on a Sunday afternoon that like went out towards like Tesuke, which is a little North of okay. Santa Fe. And that we like went down this like frontage road and you see all this desert, just like in front yep. of you. Um, there, we had some nice little kind of um, rides for the stragglers. My Denver friends stayed and hung out. And, yeah. And, yeah. We got to have some nice time out there. Um, but, oh, I yeah. love the rides you guys put on during the weekend. Like I jokingly told people, like the time I go to the fucking desert, it rains. So go figure. Yeah, that was a fluke. I was so sure that we weren't going to get any rain. And then it just fucking dumped. Um, and that's and, and everybody in the real world, not the desert land. When she says dump, it rained for like 15 minutes. And it was like but it was cold and it was hard. <laughs> it, it was it did feel it was very exfoliating, as I tell people. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like you're getting fucking sandblasted. Yeah. But like it was rad. And like apparently I was eating that where what was that like gas station convenience store? All subs. All subs. Like I was stopping at those the whole time. Once I got to the southwest, I kept on getting their chicken, which you know, for gas station chicken. Yeah. I approve. It was all right. When, when Terry first moved here, all he lived off of was those chimichangas that they've got there. They're not so bad. Okay? How is he not dead of a heart attack right now? Because like <laughs> I don't those, know. Like, I those things are like five thousand percent cholesterol. Oh, I'm pretty it. sure he's like totally vegetarian now, and it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> like yeah, for the first like couple years, I feel like I never saw him without a, an all subs bean burrito or a chimichanga in his. But hand. the thing about it is, is there any real meat in those chimichangas or bean I burritos? Mean, who's to say? <laughs> who's to say what meat flavoring really is? Yeah. Um, uh. But yeah, I can't thank you guys enough for putting on that rally. Um, what it, I was going to say, like, what's kind of, what, what have you been up to? I see you guys made it up to Denver again, you and Jack and all. Did you guys finally patch old Cracker Jack in or? Yeah, actually, it was a really quiet moment because his full patch isn't done yet. But um, I think it was maybe. It was one of the nights where we were, we, when we were here at the shop with everybody, Chris brought him his, his goat heads, like the, the header yep. for, for the full patch. Um, so Jack is officially a goat head, no longer prospect. Um, and you know, he's, he's such a, such a sweetheart. I, feel so lucky that we met him he's been nothing but just kind and helpful and super rad guy 
super enthusiastic. Um, Panda is the best shop dog in all the land. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, he. Jack got a little lippy with me on a DM though. Watch out, Jack. No, he didn't get (laughs) He was heading back up to Montana um, through Denver anyways. And I was going back up to Denver for some work stuff that same week. So we were like, why don't we caravan? Why don't we go and hang out with the syndicates some more? And mm-hmm. and we went on their uh, weekly Wednesday night ride. And that was that was a blast. I I just adore all of them. And, and it was so fun to to get to go back up and, and ride with them some more. Looking to get back up there for Halloween, for Uggpee's Halloween ride. Um, I, I'm interested in this. We'll have to see. I heard whispers and hush tones about that. But we'll... <laughs> yeah, it's not a rally. It's just it's a ride. It's, and I probably won't because I'll probably be starting a new job by then. I got an interview in the morning. Yeah, oh, cool. I well, it is what it is. I can I can weld. I'm pretty smart when it comes to a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I can't thank you enough, Sophia, for coming on. My, For some reason, I am so good when it comes to time zones and everything, figuring out, going east but when it goes to the west coast it fucks me up and i can't figure it out for some reason it's an hour difference i know but <laughs> but in I which ne- direction yeah i never look to the west i gotta start doing it more often um thank you so much for coming on second chance moped podcast sophia uh i'll chit chat with you for a moment afterwards but don't forget uh mopeds are dumb <laughs>